and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. What is up, party people? Welcome back to the End of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, and today we are going to be taking a little trip back down memory lane. I want to share more of my story with you all just because it feels like it's been a long time since I explained how I got into business, why I love what I do, where this idea even came from, the name of our company, all of these fun things. Yeah, so I'm really excited to share more in more of an enlightened enlightened perspective as well. So if you have heard my story, if you've gone back to the beginning of the podcast, this is a great way of explaining how the more we evolve and the more we adapt our perspectives, our views on the past do shift and I think it also unlocks some of those memories that maybe we didn't recall from childhood or previous, you know, experiences, whether it be in your workplace, but it's kind of like that hindsight 2020 that I've been talking a lot about uh, in these past three episodes. So let's start from the beginning. I graduated from James Madison University in 2018 with a public relations degree. I also have a minor in writing rhetoric and technical communication. And the reason why that is so important is because we were learning a lot about social media back in 2018, but by no degree was the level of influencers or marketing that we see online even close to what we have in today's society so that gives you you know a pretty great example of how fast technology has moved uh, since I graduated even though we touched on social media platforms it was very rare that a professor was you know stressing like how important social media would be especially when it came to marketing. And a lot of what other people don't know is that public relations lives within the communication school, at least at James Madison. So we were really taking every, almost every marketing class in the communication school. We studied persuasion. Um, We also did a lot of different like research studies on psychology behind students and how that could be utilized in marketing in the future like it was very complex and it was one of the most fun areas of my life because those types of things I definitely nerd out about like I love understanding how people work and why people think the way they do and I think a lot of us don't think about our degrees as you know maybe 
as our degrees are helping us where we where we are today but I can confidently say that without my education at JMU I'm not sure that I would have had the confidence the background um, the knowledge that I needed to be able to start my business and that I will be forever grateful for so once I graduated in 2018 I moved back home to the greater Philadelphia area with my lovely mother and um, for a lot of you that also don't know my father passed away when I was about 15 years old so my stepdad and my mom are so great they're amazing people they've taken care of me since you know my father passed and even my mom obviously before them but really the two of them together such beautiful couple and um yeah, it was great moving back home. It was it was definitely awesome for me to be able to see them living together, you know, even though I, of course, lived with them while I was in high school. As you get older, things kind of change. So once I moved back home, I started working for a local nonprofit. And this is where things started to take a turn. Like prior to this situation at my nonprofit, which I'll get into in a few minutes, I always knew that I wanted to work in social media of some sort. So while I was in college, I was working for in a internship style for an entrepreneur. And she was actually located in the greater Philadelphia area at the time. She was running a fully online business. I was doing a lot of PR outreach for her. I got her on her first TV show. Like there was so much that we did together to help her build her name which was really fun for me and i loved her perspective on life she was all about freedom creating your own income not having to like you know be dependent on an institution for money all about building wealth at that time she was also very focused on like areas of having an online business that actually saves you a lot of money like that people don't think about but driving to and from an office every day a whole new wardrobe like she really got down to the nitty-gritty of how great it is to have an online business prior to it being the fad that it is today so she was definitely a trailblazer in her own sense and I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot from her about running the stress, like the stress of running a business, um, but also how much she, how passionate she was about what she did. And she was actually an online business coach, ironically. So it was a great experience. And that piece of my story, I think, is very important because I actually worked with her for a few years while I was in college and again it, it was really great for me to see these other areas of businesses that were being developed that weren't totally mainstream right like in my everyday college experience my professors weren't talking about running an online business they were talking about going to work for an agency or working for an ad management company which they're talking like paper ads you know like in a newspaper or in a magazine um they would talk about you know uh like getting into some sort of damage control for marketing or pr which would be more like working with you know maybe a celebrity of some sort or even like a tv show host or things like that and it kept not feeling in alignment. Long story short, that was the quick 
foot in, right, that I had to building an online business. My best friend also worked for this entrepreneur. Shout out Nicole. She is amazing. More to her to come on the name of Meraki in the future of this episode as well. So again, once we had once I had this establishment of like, okay, this is cool. And Nicole as well, when I say we, it was fun. It was fun to see, again, different trailblazers, different ways people are making money online that aren't totally, you know, mainstream. So I graduate college. I ended up leaving my internship. It just ended up becoming a lot like towards the end of my college career. I figured why not do what everybody else in the world does and get a nine to five, right? That's what a lot of us do as entrepreneurs. And I can tell you guys, it was so miserable for me. I loved working for the nonprofit. I loved working with, we actually offer direct benefits for cancer patients. Um, For many of you that don't know, Philadelphia is one of the largest cities in the world with cancer treatment we have some of the most progressive cancer treatments in the world located here so a lot of people across the united states and even outside of the united states have to travel to our area of the country to get treatment and a lot of these individuals don't have the funding to stay in a hotel you know some of their treatments might be months and months on end they have to come back at different parts of the year for different treatments depending on their level of um you know treatment that they're receiving so what we offered at this nonprofit was a free location for cancer patients. Of course, they had to apply, but then they would be housed in this local house and they could easily travel down into the city to get their treatment and they didn't have to pay for an overnight in a hotel. And that felt really great. You know, I was helping people. My father actually had cancer, so it felt like I was paying it forward to a community that heavily impacted my life and you know any way that I could support them I loved the line of work that I was in in seeing that impact and that ripple effect and as I was working there you know we were a small family-owned nonprofit, so I was one of the only there was about I want to say like eight to ten of us on the team at at the time But I was one of the only women working at the company. I think there was about three of us. One was like part-time. The other was a graphic designer and I was a community outreach facilitator. So basically I was in fundraising. (laughs) So um, my job was to build funds. And as I settled in with the company, you know, I say settled in, I was only there for eight months. I helped them launch a campaign For the first year, so it was an inaugural year of their campaign that they had an idea for. They came to me with this idea. It was called Game Hair Havoc, and we were to target women's lacrosse players specifically. A lot of their fundraising at this nonprofit in particular was through sports or people that played sports, and they might like pledge like whatever their goals for like a certain amount of people that would donate money. It's like the same thing when you sponsor somebody for a run you know and the amount of laps they do like you donate a certain amount of money per laps it's the same thing um but this was specifically for women's lacrosse players and it was one of the first years that they were ever really going in on working with women for their foundation and that's why me i was given lead of the campaign 
So we had gone through a lot, right? They really created most of the campaign idea. And they came to me because I was in marketing, obviously, and asked me how I was going to, you know, get the awareness out there, create the buzz, we might say, right? Get everybody excited, fundraise, help people. And I'm like, why don't we run an Instagram giveaway? You know, like that's what I've seen online. Actually, what first came to mind was the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. So this is really dating myself, (laughs) if I can say that at 27. But back when I was in um, elementary school, maybe? No, like high school, I would say. The ALS Ice Bucket Challenge was one of the most iconic fundraisers of our time. I think it still is, you know, it's like one of the biggest fundraisers of all time online. And a lot of how their structure was run was through nominations. So I took that same model and I applied it to an Instagram giveaway on our page. And I encouraged the lovely ladies of lacrosse to continue to tag each other and basically nominate them to help us spread awareness for the foundation. We had a hashtag. It was all really exciting. So I had some really great women's lacrosse founders Um, that helped us launch the campaign. So when you talk about an industry leader when it comes to running a campaign, especially for something like a nonprofit, that's very important to have these types of people that partner with you to launch a campaign. We launched the campaign. Literally, you guys, overnight, I came back into work the next day and there was so many tags on the social media I knew that I had to continue to drive the campaign and continue to shout these people out that had tagged us overnight and just recreate the buzz. So I was doing this all manually on my phone. I remember taking like eight of the photos that they tagged themselves on because basically when they would nominate each other, they had to post a photo of themselves with like their game hair because women's lacrosse players will do like cool French braids and things like that. But it could also just be a photo of them playing their sport. So quickly, the campaign went from women's lacrosse players to women in field hockey to softball players. Then all of a sudden, it's baseball players. Then all of a sudden, it's men's lacrosse players. And then it's hockey. And then it's men's hockey. And then it's NHL. And then it's some of the most iconic soccer players over in Ireland, rugby players. I mean, you guys, this campaign caught like rapid fire, okay? I was so shocked. I'm like 22 years old, fresh out of college, launched this campaign for our local family-owned nonprofit, and I'm on the phone with people in Scotland wanting to donate to our foundation here in Philadelphia. Like, it was absolutely crazy exciting, and I was like at this all-time high. So the account went from 18,000 followers to 500,000 followers in about 30 days, Um, The local nonprofit that I was working for was very interesting. A lot of them didn't check the social media much. um, So it took them about a week or two to realize like how much the campaign had really taken off. They were very worried about like different types of things and 
basically their beliefs on how to like take the trajectory and the success of the campaign were different from how I was thinking about it. And at that point in time, I just knew like, okay, I've, I've done my thing here. Like I've paid this forward. I've done something amazing and I'm able to like take that win and move on. So I ended up leaving the nonprofit at this time. I also was really at like this soul searching time in my life. I hated working a nine to five. I felt so drained. I actually felt so incredibly unhealthy. Like I feel like us as entrepreneurs, as highly sensitives as well, a lot of us can relate to this. We're, we don't operate on this like daily cycle. Like I can't do that. I really can't. I think a lot of people after 2020 also understand that about themselves too. Like this level of work is just unhealthy uh, for me. So I ended up quitting. I bought a ticket to Europe with my boyfriend. We traveled around uh, Europe, Ireland, Switzerland, and Verona, Italy for about a month. And um, while I was over there, because the campaign was so successful in my hometown, I had people just reaching out to me to manage their social media. And I remember Sean and I were actually in Donegal for anybody that's familiar with Ireland. And um, we were like in our hotel room and I'm trying to call my mom on like Facebook call, you know, because there's like no whatever cell service. Like we didn't pay for the international plan. And um, my mom's telling me it's like all scratchy on the line. She's like, you know, Caitlin, all of these people that I work with, like she was an esthetician for a wholesale skincare company. She's like, my boss wants to talk to you. All these people that I work with are blown away by your success of this social media campaign. Like I've been talking you up. Like I can't wait till you guys get home because maybe this could like really be something. And I was like, really? You know, I'm like, really is that a thing and before I left the nonprofit, actually one of the founders uh he had said to me like in a side conversation he was like you know what Caitlin the amount of success that you gained for us in 30 days will help you launch your career and I was like really caught off guard by the person that told me that but also caught off guard that I had done something of that level that created this amount of impact where other people were like saying it to me right outside of me even just like wow that was cool they're now reaffirming it to me it was like very uncomfortable for me because I had never experienced any success like that to be honest where others were reflecting it back to me so and I think I'm sharing that because I think a lot of us can relate to that I was actually talking with a client about that yesterday so once we had this great success my mom has this word of mouth going for me back in the USA I'm over in Europe I'm like riding on this high I'm seeing the European lifestyle these people live completely different lifestyle from here on the east coast where I live this area of the world is very bombarded with business and mindset and constantly doing and it's like the hustle and bustle and over in Europe they have this beautiful balance of life and Sean and I are experiencing this. We're getting this taste of culture and learning from different people, making friends. And it was just so beautiful. 
when we came back home, I was like, I can't go back to the way that I was before. I was like a miserable bitch, you know? <laughs> like, I absolutely hated my life. Like, when I'm working for this nonprofit, and again, it was just the daily routine. Like, it just wasn't working for me. That lifestyle was not working. And I remember thinking, like, what's wrong with me? And then stop stopping that questioning, just knowing that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. I am just meant for a different thing. Like now I've had this success. Now I can go all in on this opportunity. And really, I remember asking myself, like, if I didn't go all in, how much would I regret that? Because really, this was my moment, you know, like I had to seize this opportunity. And if I didn't, and if I waited what would happen, right? Like maybe I wouldn't be able to build it then. Maybe I wouldn't be getting clients. So that was one of the other like aha moments that I had with myself, these really raw conversations with me to make sure that I was able to do this. And like if I didn't, how much would I regret it? So one thing and another happened Long story short, I ended up getting a few management clients from my lovely mom's word of mouth marketing and I call up my best friend Nicole where we had worked for the entrepreneur while we were both in college at the time and I'm like, I need a business name. At this time, she was already running her own real estate business and very successful. Uh, She still is very successful and she runs a property management business actually now. Uh, for her rental properties and she was like let's get on google let's google some names and that is where she came across the word meraki and meraki means to put your heart and soul into your work it's actually a greek word i am not greek but i absolutely love this word and i've never found a word that i connect with more she was like this word is you this word is it We named it Meraki Media Management. I created the LLC. I created my website myself to start off of Wix web web pages. Got my clients. I actually started creating courses in conjunction with having a few management clients. That was how I launched Meraki. And then one thing led to another. The pandemic hits. I had a lot of leads coming in right before literally like the week of the shutdown. I had been in business then for about, I wanted to say maybe like a year and a half, almost two years. Then I just realized that management was going to be the way that I wanted to go rather than having to fill a cohort every month or every three months just for my style of business. And things just started happening, you guys. Like, I realized I had to work on myself. I had this downtime in 2020. I had to put, you know, time towards healing some of my trauma so that I could be the best person that I needed to be, to be able to be the leader, to drive the company forward. Like, it was like all of a sudden the veil was lifted and I knew exactly what I had to do to step into this role and boy was I scared to death but I knew that if I didn't do it now it's like the same thing with taking the leap with the business when would I do it I would just continue to push it off be unhappy right because even though I was so unhappy in my work like my everyday work I knew that it wasn't just because of that right it wasn't just because of the nine to five like 
there was something else because then even when I started my own business, I really had created this kind of like structure that really felt like a jail cell, you know, like I had basically created what I tried to get out of again. So then I had to ask myself, like, why am I creating this? Why am I like I'm the creator of my own reality? And why am I creating this like turmoil in my life? Like I gave myself this freedom, this opportunity to create something different. And why am I not doing that? And when I mentioned in earlier weeks of this 2024 year, having those real talks, like this is a live time how I was speaking to myself and really like parsing apart what I needed to be doing because I did not understand why I recreated this pattern again, why I was so unhappy in my business, you know? So I am really excited to share with you all that now I have created an intuitive business that feels so aligned for me and even though we might have a crazy day here and there in the business I know it's just a moment in time and I know that I have the power to create my own reality and create my own destiny of what I want that's what I believe I believe that so many other people to deserve to have this feeling And a lot of us haven't been told that we deserve this, but each and every one of you does. And I hope that this story, a quick, quick rundown of how I got to where I am inspires you all in knowing that you have the answers within. Like me back in college, exploring this entrepreneurship opportunity with this coach That was giving me an area of my life, an area of the world, I should say, that I didn't even know existed. And the same thing happened when I started my business online and I have met so many amazing people through social media that I didn't even know that this world online existed and now I'm a part of it. And now I help others within those communities connect. And it just feels so vivacious and like beautiful. And there's so much love and so much authenticity in my specific community of this niche part of the world. And there is a different type of love. There's a different level of acceptance and wonderful types of communication that's really difficult to describe until you experience it and I think a lot of you listening are probably picking up what I'm putting down but this is such a special time in our lives that we have given us ourselves this gift to explore a different way of living and forgiving ourselves for maybe not always fitting the status quo So that is really why this show was created. We don't live the traditional lifestyle because we choose not to. And again, I hope today's story continues to inspire each and every one of you to live in your authentic moment because you will feel so much happier in the long run. Okay, I love you guys so, so much. Thank you so much for listening to my story. 
I would love to hear all of your stories as well. That's what's so beautiful about this experience in our world. Um, a lot of us have similar stories or even areas that maybe might not seem similar but have some sort of similarities within the undertone. So love you guys so, so much. And yeah, if you feel inspired to share your story, send me a message. I'm always here to chat. And again, I would love to hear from you all. So thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the end in mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.